The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Staying connected to presence or not. Let's just uh, send a microphone over. And hold your hand up so Gail can see you. Um, two things I noticed. One is sometimes the answers were contradictory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, an example would be, say, um, being very comfortable might promote and might impede. Uh, the other thing was that the um, actual activity, I noticed at the end of the first pair of rounds, um, I, when it was my turn either to ask the question or answer it, I flipped out of, um, just sort of momentarily flipped out of presence, or I could notice that it was leaking out, mm. and so it gave me a chance to try, not terribly successfully, the second half, mm-hmm. great to to be aware yes. of that leakage. Great, great, wonderful, thank you. And I think you can leave it on because we'll probably just just pass it pass it around to this gentleman here. Uh, thank you for this activity. I thought it was really lovely, um, very intimate um, yeah. activity. Yeah. I, I one of, one of the observations I had was um, when you demonstrated, <laughs> you you basically said everything that I thought I could possibly say uh-huh. about <laughs> and then when my partner went first oh now she got everything I have no nothing else to add to that <laughs> but I was surprised that um yeah. that actually there there's quite a lot yeah. uh that that one when for me it was keeping me that I could say about keeping yeah. presence so I didn't realize that so I learned that from this activity wow that was cool great um and um um the other thing I guess I noticed is how much uh, basically everything my partner said, I kind of could have said too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was basically mm-hmm. the same. Yeah, I, I, I see heads me. nodding. How many people felt that, that you learned from your partner also, mm-hmm. from yourself? Yeah. Great. Thank you. Other, other things you noticed or learned? Sylvie, and then come over. Um, so at a gen- general level, this exercise, I felt it was very interesting to notice the energy. Uh, in the first question, we were both, you know, kind of energetic and there was some joy. And as soon as the, f- the second question was asked, I kind of totally dropped and there was this kind of mm-hmm. gloomy kind mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. feeling that mm-hmm. kind of enveloped us. Um, Mm -hmm. But also the answers to the second question about what is disconnecting you from presence, I was the first going. And when when I answered the questions, I realized that I said something like, you know, I don't know, for example, pain. And then I was realizing, wow, actually in my practice, I'm trying to be present for pain. Mm So like everything that was kind of like a negative was actually felt like that's actually something I'm trying to be present right. for. Great. So there was this ambiguity. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's, 
do you have something to share? So go ahead first, and then we'll oh, send okay, the mic sorry. over. Um, I felt like part of it is when you say thank you to your partner, and sometimes I forget to say thank you, but it seemed like a really big part of it. Mm. Thank you. Kale, <laughs> <laughs> okay. do we have a second mic? Does anyone have the second microphone? Just look around you. We'll find it later. Please. Um, I just um, <laughs> um, I just thought it was um, I noticed that I struggled so much more about listing the things that um, help me feel present versus when like it, the second question of you know what disconnects you from presence I had like a huge list that mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. it, so I I just thought that was funny that like yeah. I'm very aware that like yeah. I do all these things that keep me disconnected mm -hmm. but that I um, wanted to learn more about the things that do help me feel great. present so great that's what I noticed. great yeah good noticing good noticing how many people found that it was easier to um, come up with answers for one question than the other raise your hand yeah, yeah, great. Maybe one or two more comments or reflections on the exercise. Um, I think when you're when I when I'm forced to uh, repeat the same thing over and over, there's sort of sometimes can be this mindlessness to it, and just trying to connect to curiosity and gratitude with each question and thank you yeah. before speaking was yeah. a, an interesting practice and. Yeah. each time renewing that yeah great and generating that and as well when receiving some when receiving to let it really land before i jump straight into the question you know yeah. can it can i really hear what and feel what's being said because sometimes i'll just i know what i'm supposed to say next and so i jump i just jump without yes. really absorbing what what's said yes thank you yeah how many people um tasted some of what Jonathan was talking about in this exercise. Yeah, great. And a couple of other people spoke to that same thing because this, this activity, we're working at two different levels, right? There's the content of what we're talking about. And then in the process, we're actually practicing bringing more presence. And um, so I, wanna, I want to um, introduce now another tool for being present for, or for bringing more presence to our communication uh, that you were kind of uh, alluding to in, in what I heard you say. Um, and then we'll, we'll take a break for lunch. And I, I want to share the tool with you before we take a break for lunch so that you can experiment with it a little bit over lunch and see, see if this supports you in bringing more presence to your communication. <clears throat> so I've found that two tools or two practices I've found to be very, very helpful in cultivating presence specifically in communication. And they're connected. The first is slowing down. Just slowing the pace of our speech down a little bit. I don't mean that everything you say has to be deep and slow. <laughs> no. You know, 
But there's a way that when we're talking, we get excited and we just kind of everything rolls through us and, and we lose presence because of the pace. So there's a parallel to this in walking meditation. Um, when we do formal walking meditation, sometimes we walk quite slowly. But when you do walking meditation in your life, when you're just walking to the grocery store, to the bus stop, if you just kind of dial the pace back one notch, it brings more presence because we're, because we're not in the habitual rut of walking at our normal speed. It doesn't have to be really slow. It just has to be a little bit different. And then it's easier to pay attention because it's novel, and then the mind catches on to that. So in the same way with our speech, if we slow the pace down just a little bit, I find it's a little bit easier to pay attention, to stay connected to presence. So this is one tool that you can practice with. Another tool, again, that's related, is pausing. Just being able to pause. It can be a long pause. It can be a short pause. But just taking a little pause, like you were saying, Jonathan, before you say the next thing. Right? Just to hear someone and just have that pause of receiving it. Very, very powerful practice. So we'll take about 75 minutes for lunch. That's an hour and 15 minutes. Um, we'll come back at 1.50, okay, 10, 10 to 2. And I invite you over, over lunch to practice either of these two tools, pausing or slowing down, or if you like, you can refer back to the first activity we did on the ethical guidelines, and you talked about one that you felt like you wanted to give more attention to. If you like, you could also practice with that just paying attention to that guideline as you speak. Okay?